keep on kissing babies and hugging fat girls. Sell out full of suffering, succotash, son. But it's me, Austin. Oh, son of a bitch. What? It's me, Austin. It was me all along, Austin. And your teeth look like two pike too, Billy. And you book a match with me, that's right, Killing. Look at me. I'm a total package. I will rip him apart. I'm pissed now. Where to, Stephanie? Welcome, everybody, to Total Effin' Marks. I am truly the king of sad style, the man with the largest calves in the world, the St. Germain event. Joining me is my uh, frequent guest on this program. You know him as the winner of the first Comedy Central roast battle. He has two Comedy Central half hours. He's written on a, a bunch of shows, including Inside Amy Schumer. Mike Lawrence, everybody. How's it going? I am the 24-7 depression champion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that just means you come on this podcast a lot. <laughs> uh, num- We're going to go right into the 10 count because there's a lot to talk about this week. Number one, Brock Lesnar. Well, first off, actually, before we get to the 10 count, me and Mike, uh, <laughs> uh, we decided to watch this uh, past Sunday's pay-per-view um, at the Hollywood Dave and Buster's yes. for a ten dollar cover, uh, and uh, and and eat. I mean, what did I eat? I ate like fucking pretzel dogs. You I ate think. like shit. Yeah, <laughs> so I ate, did I. Well, <laughs> we ate like shit. Yeah. They brought us to this. First off, the way like, man, I gotta say, like the way that like they bring you into a Dave and Buster's private room to watch wrestling is is like similar to how they bring you into a separate room. To have sex with a prostitute, <laughs> but they're like, just wait here for a second. Somebody's gonna come up and get you. Somebody came up and then like took me like basically by the hand. I paid ten dollars and I went to this Dave and Buster's room that was like, I mean, I well, first off, I've never felt more oh, handsome in oh, my life. A waitress walked you in and said, "Bullet Club shirt walking, Bullet Club <laughs> shirt walking." Uh, oh, um, it was meth row in there. Or we said Jesus. dead man walking and everybody got disappointed because uh, it wasn't Starcast. Uh, dead we, man walk alone in this pit of danger. Yeah, dude, it was like, <laughs> oh, yeah. we got there, man. We were, I mean, we got there and it was first off, there was like Darren Young signing autographs in the corner. Nice guy. Yeah. Um, but I got really scared because I started like chant what can, can I tell this story yeah, yeah, please? please tell so <laughs> people are chanting it so the 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 audience was really nice they were very friendly people who I still don't know if they think it's real uh, <laughs> I'm I'm convinced there's at least seven people at that Dave and Busters who think wrestling is real and God bless them because I would say three okay. like and I would say realistically three though yeah Three and a half, because we're thinking of one of the same guys. <laughs> so, so, so people start chanting. Uh, like, there's a lot of energy, and you know, Darren Young's there, and people start going, "Darren Young, Darren Young," and then prime time players, prime time players, millions of dollars, millions of dollars, and then Dan just goes, "Chris Benoit." <laughs> Chris, 
Benoit. <laughs> and the record scratch that oh, you can hear. Oh, the fucking, you broke the glass, don't but call it. Let me tell you something. It that record so scratch, it was uncomfortable, but you know it was uncomfortable in a way that they secretly all support Benoit, and they're like, are we allowed to talk about it right now? <laughs> and so you, like, fucking hamburglered out of there. <laughs> and But you left your phone and jacket, and I was like, I th- I don't think he's coming back. I really think he's he's gone. And then he came back like five minutes later. It it was it was the real equivalent of the Artie Lang dirty work scene when he's mooning people and Norm Macdonald stops the car. He goes, <laughs> he was supposed to keep driving. <laughs> well, I did win amazing. two plush dogs from a crane game <laughs> with my dog. Yeah. For my dog, um, yeah, two plush animals. Yeah. It was, I, yeah, you made a bad decision with the Benoit champ, but you made a good decision when the cruiserweight uh, match came on. You're like, I think I'm gonna go play some games. <laughs> yeah, but we were with someone who was wearing a 205 Live shirt, so yeah. that's how Live Marcus. Hat. Yeah, well, a 205 Live hat. It was actually a lot of fun. I'll give it up for. I mean, we're gonna be there for stomping ground. So if anyone wants to come by and say hi next month. <laughs> we'll be there saying hi yeah. and signing your dialysis bags. Uh, but it was, you know, look, I had a great time. I actually thought the even before we get into the nitty gritty of the pay-per-view, uh, I, I thought the pay-per-view itself was probably the best show that WWE's put on since I think last year's Hell in a Cell. Yeah. Or like, not no, not last year's, maybe two years ago. The, the Hell in a Cell... That uh, where Shane and Kevin went against each other. So maybe like two years. It's been a long time since WWE's put on that good of a show. Yeah, like, I thought the like show start was good. to start to finish. I, I thought it was a really great show. Yeah, I mean, you know, the 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 the, the big WWE problem is that it's hard to emotionally invest in anybody. Um, but the matches were really good for the most part. Yeah, but it is still that. I mean, and that, I will, and we'll say I went. We went into this thinking. The WWE had a really, really rough couple weeks of programming. And, you know, they're under the AEW gun. They're under the Fox deal gun. Yeah. And I was not expecting a lot from this pay-per-view. And the fact that it was as good as it was uh, really surprised me. Yeah, I feel like that uh, that Rollins-AJ match was incredible. You you could have had that on Mania, and it really would have elevated it and, and the Mania card. Um, mm-hmm. But it was it was definitely great. Um uh, both Money in the Banks were awesome, but it really did leave such a, a sour taste in my mouth to watch. Like, I mean, Finn was killing himself. Like, Finn almost killed himself. Yeah. But you know what didn't leave a sour taste in my mouth? And that was one of the guys, while we were watching Money in the Bank, in the corner, to try to, like, I guess... This is a guy who definitely I was half sure whether or not he thought it was real. Yeah. But to try to uh you know like Oh, this is amazing. I love this guy. I mean, to try to like I guess he's you know, he to try to like root or try to like channel this power. He had a Viper shirt and, on. He wore a Randy Orton shirt and he did the Randy Orton pose the entire men's money in the bank match. So it was like a twenty five minute half hour match. <laughs> yeah. And he did it the entire time. Yeah. And watching um, watching Randy then lose and him slowly yeah. lower those hands was one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah, and I've was... seen like a rainbow over dolphins fucking jumping in the Everglades. And it was funny because anytime you looked at him, he wanted you to like he was smiling, he was like happy. But it was that feeling of like I there were times when I'm like, man, this is weird. But then there were other times like I don't think I love anything this much <laughs> as much no. as this guy loves Randy Orton. 
No, and I mean that—that's the cool thing. Is like we kind of went as a joke, but honestly, I had a lot more fun at a Dave and Buster's watching it with a bunch of super fans than I, it was, Sparky it was, Smarks. Yeah. yeah, it was fun, like with us being the biggest assholes in the room. Yeah, but we kept it mostly to our table because, like, yeah. the people that are we into were, it, like, like shitting you, on them. There was a guy dressed in like the full Macho Man regalia. Like, people were having fun, and it, yeah, it did get infectious because any time a big moment happened, they chanted, and it's like. I've been in places with way more people where that doesn't happen, and and it made it way more exciting. Yeah, because they were. Like we're gonna go back next week, which is yeah. I mean next month. They do it every <laughs> month, every Monday, Monday night raw. Oh, I mean, I, God, if you went there, the if you went to a Dave and Buster's at Friday at twelve for the Saudi show, that that would be the saddest thing. I mean, I'm, I'm sure not, they're doing it. I'm not gonna watch that show anyways. But right, I definitely. Would. Well, we'll get to that. On to the ten count. Number one, Brock Lesnar wins Money in the Bank. How do you feel about it, Mike? Terrible. I think it's awful. Mm-hmm. I think it's counterproductive. I think it's the reason that the ratings are as low as they are, and why they don't have any actual real stars, in, including Brock. Okay, here's here's my counter argument to that. Um, Him shaking the boom box. The, that was awesome. That was awesome. And the ratings were up this week. Yeah, the ratings were up this week. He was he ratings for SmackDown and Raw were both up this week. A lot of people can say that they didn't have stiff competition, um, but that is it. That's an that's. I mean, if you're going to argue against Brock Lesnar, you would say, well, the ratings would still be de- still be in a decline. I do think it's a band aid over a bullet hole. Yeah, I agree. But I do love, I mean, I loved on SmackDown Paul Heyman coming out. I, I, I love the threat of him as a great white shark in the arena is pretty cool as long as they don't throw the title on him. And I don't think they will, but I think it's a fun, it's a fun mechanism for yeah. them to use. I just, I feel like we've seen everything with him. I, I, I hate a lot of his matches, The just the suplex. Like, Here's the thing. There's a he lot of just, great matches, but that match against Finn Balor was awesome. It and was six I was, minutes. I was, and, there yeah. in, I was there at Mania, and it was great Like when he beat when Seth beat him. Yeah, no. They, that's the thing is that he's given special treatment, and, and so he's made to look more important, but the thing is everyone else is a geek in comparison, and he will go away again soon, and then you're just left with these geeks. So, yeah, it is a Band-Aid on a bullet hole, but nobody else gets to look important or cool as long Here, as he's around. Here's uh, here's my problem, though. Is it is that the WWE's fault, or is that just superstars don't come around a lot? Brock Lesnar is not a normal guy. He won a UFC championship. He's an NCAA champion. He was immediately believable as a champion when he was put in the WWE. It wasn't like when Randy Orton beat Benoit at SummerSlam, and you're like, well, this doesn't feel right just yet. But when you feed guy after guy to him and make them look weak, it's hard to repair them. I mean, the fact that Braun gets pinned after one at five, and Samoa Joe gets pinned after one at five, and Finn, and Finn doesn't even do the demon against the beast, like... It doesn't well, that's make a whole other. It is, but it doesn't make any thing. sense, you know. And him versus Brian was good, but Brian lost. And him versus AJ was good, and AJ lost. And they were but the way they Brian lost, and I, and it was one of the best matches of I think 2018 was that, and they explained it in storyline pretty well. Is that I let I let I let Braun beat the weakness out of me, so now I could become the new Daniel Bryan. I thought that was kind of cool. That was kind of a a decent story fix. Yeah. 
Um, it's the I, best way to cover a job, but a job is still a job. And at the end of the day, house show attendance is in the shitter. That guy never does them. And he right. just clobbers well, these guys. He never, He's never wrestled on Raw even and since he's come back in 2012. Well, the one thing you can't, you know, and, and, and no matter how much WWE decides to uh, argue, like, well, ratings aren't as important anymore. It's, you know, we have a streaming service. It's a cross-platform thing. And obviously, I mean, you look at the past week, Big Bang Theory's finale got $19 million and everyone in ape shit. Seinfeld was like 77 I think MASH was like $100 yeah. million. Like, So there is an argument there of TV ratings are just never going to be where they used to be. But live events, if people aren't coming to live events, that is a problem. Yeah. It's a big problem if you're canceling live events. And if your subscriptions aren't as where you want them to be, that's a problem. And the ratings are a huge problem because that's the only reason that Fox is taking them on and that USA keeps them. They show nothing but, you know, KFC commercials and and it's it and, and cricket wireless and right. they're not they're not good Hey, for Papa it. John's is there sometimes. Yes. Yeah. But but advertisers, you know, avoid the product like the plague. It's only those numbers that entice, you know, and and Fox, I think the Fox deal is going to collapse because Fox is expecting high numbers and i don't think that wwe can deliver them based on all of these problems well you know you bring up a good point i'm i am i am i am not particularly optimistic about them being able to keep their numbers uh or not even keep their numbers but increase their increase their audience but it is going to a major network which who knows maybe that brings in some new eyes i mean there is that element of if you put it on a different channel Will we see more people? I, I don't. Yeah. I don't know what the answer is. I mean, I. I think in on in Fox in general, the stuff that does best for them is you know non scripted and animation. So out of all the networks that it could be placed on, uh, this was the best one. Yeah. The the, be, the best solution is that whatever the SmackDown is replacing had even worse ratings. That's, Absolutely. That's all they could hope for. Uh, except for a, if, a way more expensive show to produce. Well, I guess it depends on the show. Yeah, but WWE eats the production cost. That's true. That's true. Which I heard about the AEW deal that TNT's covering them. Oh, really? That's, yeah, that's huge. Wow, that's huge. Well, we'll get to them a little later on. I, I do think, this is why I will always love Brock Lesnar, no matter how many times. Like, I'm never going to be one of these guys who's like, they're shoving Brock Lesnar down our throats like you've made... People make the argument with Roman Reigns. People have made the argument with Triple H. People made the argument with Cena for a while, which I think was then proven to be pretty unfounded. Is that him holding that briefcase on top of that ladder and just smiling at everybody? Like, there is something super fucking funny about it and compelling. Yeah. Like, he knows what he is. Oh, yeah. He knows you hate him. He He's loves the fact you hate him. the smartest guy in wrestling. <laughs> I mean... And I know that it was somewhat kayfabe, but you you know you believe him in a way that you don't believe other people. Like at Mania, when Heyman was like, he wants to get this over with and go home, and then he does. I mean, he he loses in two and a half minutes, which is a fucking squash, right? And everyone's like, well, now he's back a month later, and he's the beast again. They yeah, never address it. They never should have kicked him in the dick. No, they should have. He should have like like it should have. Seth should have like knocked him out, and that that would have. Someone been. loves. Dick hits there because the whole Nakamura AJ feud was built around Dick hits. Yeah, but that was built around a heel turn. It's so weird with Seth. This is why I think Seth is still a way better. Although yeah, yeah. I think he's doing a, a better job as a face than he did with his than his first run as a face. Yeah. Um, and I thought that the 
which we're not going to cover on the show, but I thought the uh, the stare down between him and AJ at the end was was awesome because it wasn't the turn AJ and they built it and it was it was different. Yeah. Um. Uh. So yeah. But anyway, look. Uh. It's there's a there is a lot to be. It is if you want to if you want to if you want something that's really entertaining, they'll go on YouTube and uh like type in Brock Lesnar wants money in the bank briefcase, and then a lot of it is from people in the audience. So you just hear them going, "Oh no!" <laughs> I mean, I remember when we were watching the Dave and Buster's. I was like, because Sami Zayn was like tied upside down. we all down. were like, oh, it's going to be Bray Wyatt. Yeah, it's going to be Bray Wyatt. And then it was just, okay, Brock Lesnar. And have they even addressed that at all? That he... I They, they hinted. I don't think they've... I don't know if he's outright said. And, you know, like... And I watched I watched Raw on SmackDown, but I honestly can't remember if, whether he said that Brock did it. Yeah. Um, it, it, I, Who knows? It's but, funny to be hung upside down and beaten to the point that you can't compete in a match and you're on TV the next night. I mean, I think the the way to go, and this isn't even on the because he, he he's not the Bray's not on the ten count for the first time in a couple of weeks. Um, I think the way to go is that you have him come back, and you have him go against the Miz, beat the Miz, and then Miz joins the family. I think that would be super cool and That'd super be cool. different. Um, that's how you get Miz back as a uh, as a heel, and then you can have another face turn with him, and then another heel turn back to the old heel. Miz. I don't I don't think that USA wants him to be. A heel as long as that Miz and Mrs. Show is on. Yeah. I mean, I think that's why we see so much George, which I love George, but George is on Miz and Mrs. also. I watched, I watched uh, last night. He's doing the indies now. Oh, that's amazing. I watched last night's episode, and the whole thing was that George had to stay with their baby while they went out for a party. Mm-hmm. And then they're at the party, and they see George there. And like, what happened to the baby? <laughs> and he's like, Oh, I left it with Mrs. Mom. I mean, uh, Maurice's mom. Everything's cool. <laughs> they're like, there, there was like ten seconds. We're like, did you just kill our baby? <laughs> yeah, you know, he always looks like the drunk dad who's disappointing his kid. You <laughs> know, like like, hey, we're having a good time. We're having. A, you're gonna ruin this for everybody. He he has this line where he goes, uh, "Do you keep the night diapers with the day diapers?" <laughs> and they're like. There's just one diaper, George. <laughs> I, I can't believe you watch uh, Miz and Miz. Is this a good reality show? It's it's fine. They get along too well. That's what I don't understand about the USA Network reality shows. I don't understand. What the fuck is Grizzly Knows Best? I still don't understand. <laughs> don't what is it? Is it like, it's it's like supposed to be a hard-ass guy who's like feminine and, I, yeah, it's and just... also like Christian? It's fun because no one knows he's gay, but everyone knows he's gay. Is that yeah. that's really the that's, that's really the it. draw, right? There's not a lot more than that. Yeah, oh, great. Number two, Bailey is your women is your women's money in the bank uh, briefcase winner, and now SmackDown Women's Champion. Yeah, uh, it was it was real fun. Watch this is this is one of these things. I think if I was at home, I wouldn't have liked this as much. But being at Dave and Buster's with everybody there who's like a true super fan. It was super fun to watch her win because there was like genuine, uh, there was genuine, um, there were there were genuine like Bailey marks there and oh the crowd went nuts for this, and it was a fun moment too. Yeah, um, I thought uh, they they took. They, I mean, I thought they handled everything really well. I thought that the Lacey match was pretty good, and I thought uh, you know the Charlotte match, the way she came out, and and look, and here's another reason you can have. Uh, you can have heels acting like dicks without authority figures. Charlotte just came out, yeah. said, let's do this, and then Becky had to out of her pride, 
and there wasn't like Stephanie McMahon coming in and being like, no. now you've got to face her now, you know? It was just it was just really well done and simple. WWE, just simple works, man. That's a really good point that when it's just between the wrestlers and that, yes, we've seen Becky and Charlotte before, but they do have a chemistry and they have a history together. Yeah. And you could just play off that without someone having to tell them to fight. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you didn't need an authority figure in that situation. But, yeah. look, it was really fun. I thought it was the best women's Money in the Bank match we've seen so far. It was the third, actually, well, I guess fourth one, although there was a debate at Dave & Buster's about that at the beginning. Um, yeah, I thought it was I thought it was really good. So nothing more to say about that from no. my end. Number three, the 24-7 championship. How will this pan out? I have two thoughts about this. Number one, the unveiling was terrible. Oh, my. It they was should amazing. never have had Mick Foley do it. Should never have had. They should have had somebody else do it because everybody got excited it was going to be the hardcore championship. You did have a good joke on me because I texted that Mick Foley looks like Kevin Owens' uh, dad, and you were just like, no, it just looks like you now. <laughs> well done. Well Which done. is, you know, to be fair, I've seen Mick Foley in real life. He, he looks a little better. But, uh, you know, uh, I'm just. He's not doing your fucking podcast. Uh, dude, dude, if that's the barometer, <laughs> I don't think I could even book my fiance on this thing. Actually, I know I can't. Yeah. I know I can't. That's what's uh, keeping the wedding happening. <laughs> it's the vow. I vow to never do your wrestling podcast. So what, what did you think about the unveiling? It was amazing because it's like you can you can feel it. Like you can you know, you could see the argument that he was having as yeah. Vince was pushing him out of Gorilla onto the onto the, the ramp. Yeah, because it's just like, and and for, we gotta gotta remember it's it's twenty four seven. Like, because he literally says it's the twenty four seven championship. It could be defended at any time, but uh, we're gonna have it in the third hour, and it's gonna make the third hour exciting. Yeah. And it's like, well, what does that mean? <laughs> and he bombed so hard. And it's not his fault. Like, because Foley is really funny and engaging. First off, Foley is one of the best promos ever. Absolutely. People forget that. He's one of the best promos of all time. Yeah. 100%. And not just the Kane Dewey shit. Look at the last time he was pr uh, promoting Hell in a Cell with Ambrose and Seth. That was amazing. Yeah. I 100% agree. Um, yeah, he can be great in the arena. Like the, the 2006 ECW, uh, stuff with edge was, was great promo wise. Yeah. And it's like, but he's not given anything. He's reading copy and you can see he doesn't believe in this idea. It's that thing they do. You know, they had the rock come out with Roman reigns. They don't trust an idea. So then they bring out someone you like. And the thing is, once you see Mick Foley and he's explaining all the rules, it's the hardcore title, but it's not the hardcore title. and Because they don't want to lose the PG audience. Which I get, but don't have Foley then. That was, that was exactly anyone said. anyone else, then you don't make that comparison. I mean, he's 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 passed right now, but how much fun would it be if it was like Mean Gene Okerlund where you brought somebody back who is like really kind of like, like Cornette introducing that title? Like somebody who's kind of goofy. Even Brother Love. Jesus Christ, Pritchard's back there. Yeah, drag him out. I'd say that in the twenty four seven nature of it, like that, that theoretically could be fun. You could have there stuff are on worse the network. Of fun things that have happened. Like I, this is where I, you know, I thought that the unveiling, them trying to scramble to grab the title, was stupid. And then it's everyone Bobby that's not Rode. on TV. It's all the geeks. But how they handled it on SmackDown was a little better. 
like uh, you know Ron, but uh, uh, you know fucking Ron Killings wore like a Carmelo wig, which we've kind of seen before. But there was one funny video today, which was uh, Ron returning home with the belt in the passenger seat and feeding it water, and like you know like he's, that's kind he's of fun. great, man. I, yeah, he's he, great in that role. Yeah, he our truth is 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 underrated, but the whole. Bobby, like you kill Bobby Root, like that he gets in the car and doesn't realize that R Truth wants the title. And it's yeah. like, what's that? A referee? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> give, it, give it to Vince to like create a championship that just makes everyone work even harder. Man, Bobby Root, you know, if he had just came around 10 years earlier, he would have the Universal Championship around his waist. Yeah. He has everything that they want. I mean, except for he's too old now and TNA is kind of muddied his waters when you see ec3 running in that ring going (laughs) that's a guy here there's the difference like bobby rube when i see on wwe when i see him on television i'm like he looks like he belongs there ec3 man he he looks like somebody from my hometown in jersey got like a development contract (laughs) and you know is gonna be you know back fucking doing orders for the deli in like six months i know it sounds like an oxymoron but he was great in tna i mean they made him champion you know he was like huge yeah i mean big in tna i i know who gives a shit <laughs> bobby Roode. <laughs> number four jericho declares war on wwe is this an all-out war tna all over again or something else entirely i think it's just drumming up business for AEW. yeah yeah i think that jericho is still pretty much on good terms he'll be in the hall of fame someday he's yeah. still got a lot of friends um i think you know he's openly said that AEW paid him more than wwe ever did and the guy's got like well a couple years left yeah that's smart for him and yeah. he'll he'll reconcile you know if there is any legit beef and it'll be fine yeah he'll come back to WWE. he will not come back like he's come back before i no. think he'll come back as like a manager or yeah. You know, maybe he'll come Leg- back for one program. Legends deal type thing. A Legends deal type thing. But Saudi Arabia show. He doesn't, yeah, he'll come <laughs> back at the Saudi Arabia show. He'll, yeah. Uh, yeah, he'll fucking fight um, Shawn Michaels in the main event of Saudi Arabia. But, it, it, you know, he did, he did, he did go after Brock Lesnar after. Uh, that was amazing. UN. Yeah, he genuinely hates Brock. Yeah. But I think he hates him because Brock and Randy w- worked him at SummerSlam. And I think that really annoys a wrestler who's savvy. Yeah, I think it's that. And I do think that, like, Jericho is a guy that, you know, rightfully so takes a lot of pride. You know, he's the dude who's like, when I'm here, I'm doing the house shows. I'm doing everything. I'm putting people over. Yeah. And Brock is the opposite of that. Yeah, yeah. Also, Brock doesn't care. No. No, it's a mercenary versus a lifer. Yeah, and it's a guy who's like, it's almost like Brock is like a guy who won a genetic lottery and now he's cashing in. Yeah. The only time I've ever seen Brock happy, and I've said it on the podcast before, is vi- there's videos of Brock hunting online on YouTube. It's the only time I've ever seen a real genuine smile on his face. And it's funny. I've never seen videos of him hunting, but I can't imagine him not just in the Jimmy John shorts, like with his bare hands. <laughs> Killing that. No, he wears like camo and wow. like he does the whole thing. Uh, I mean, he moved to the fucking Yukon or something. Guns or bows? Uh, I think guns. I'm not sure. He could have a bow, too. He could have both. I'm sure he's got a a ton of weapons on his. I mean, if you want to, like, look at somebody who's, like, (laughs) 
who would be like if if like if uh, Richard Spencer wrote like a superhero for the white race war, <laughs> like Brock Lesnar would be the cover of that. Do you think Sable knows what day it is now? <laughs> uh, I think she knows breakfast, lunch, and dinner. <laughs> God. That's what I think. But uh, you know, she got a great deal, man. I mean, God, she's, yeah. he's making fucking tons of money. Yeah. Hopefully, uh, she hopefully she didn't sign a prenup. Yeah, get when, half of that when, shit. When you start at the bottom with Mark Mero, you can only go up. <laughs> Mero did have a funny line about their breakup when he found out she was hooking up with Brock. He was like, "It was then that I really learned the concept of forgiveness." <laughs> she knew we couldn't beat him up. Yeah, but Stephanie McMahon did hold a meeting backstage where she uh, declared AEW uh, by name as competition. Oh boy! So. You know, who knows? I, I, you know, what I'm really nervous about, I really hope this, like, spices things up in the wrestling business and and it, re- it really changes things around. Um, but I think that, I actually think, which gets us to topic number five, I think it's going to be a reality check for both companies. <laughs> yeah. Because I don't think that AEW, I don't think the wrestling audience is there anymore. Uh, at least it isn't there how it used to be. And, I, and, and there's two reasons for that. Uh, reality television and MMA, and those two have sometimes paired together. Yeah, uh, and I think that that's where everybody went. Yeah, I just think I mean, like you said, with with uh, just all the other options, not just those two, but the internet and stuff. Like, um, we had like you know a, a friend come over with uh, his kids on on Saturday. And we're like, oh, you want to watch Netflix? You know, we put Black Panther on. They're like, yeah, let's watch Black Panther. And in two seconds, they were watching YouTube tutorials on their phone and not paying attention to what was on screen. You know, and so it's like, and and wrestling is such a youth-based, uh, you know, product. And I just think that, yeah, it, I do think it's going to be a rude awakening. But I think that you can build a, a decent audience. I think if AEW is smart and does some things right i i still see them more as an alternative than a competition but i think that i think they'll they be more successful succeed. than tna they can succeed if their success isn't quantified in wwe terms absolutely i think the talk has got to get away from like is dean ambrose coming that's the worst type of talk that they can have. I think Dean Ambrose is great, and I think he'd actually make a good addition. But that type of talk is going to ruin a company. That hurt TNA because yeah, even when like you had guys like you know Joe and and Styles in the prime of their careers putting out unbelievable matches, you still had these Jared main events with main guys event like, mafia. You know. I you know, but I do think like taking mid card guy, giving them a different persona like what they did with bully ray and christian was good that's i mean yes you're right i mean christian cage i mean his, it, he was fine i mean yeah but he did come back to wwe hotter than he in a, in title contention and won the belt a couple and times they, and they were and they and they worked angle really well too yeah they didn't fuck that up although i don't know how you could fuck him up at that point he was in his prime yeah despite yeah. having like god against him yeah. Number five, Pack is out of double or nothing, but Ty Dillinger is in. Well, this is an AEW problem. <laughs> this is this is bad um, to have. This is the issue of just taking other people's leftovers. When right. You take difficult people from a main company. Like 
they don't lose their difficulties, especially when it's in a smaller pond. And I think that uh, also, if this is true and it's the dirt sheet, so take it with a grain of salt. Yeah, the the fact that he was going to lose, the fact that he was kind of throwing his hands up to losing to Hangman Page is one thing. But the fact, but and who knows? Maybe this was leaked and it was bullshit that they were going to have him go over on Hangman Page and then lose to Kenny Omega is fucking insane. Oh, that he would say no to that? That he would say no to that. I mean, come on, dude. Kenny Omega's the best wrestler on the planet. I mean, the reality is when they hired him, they should have had these talks. And if he seemed difficult, like, I mean, it seems like the money is good there. And if he's scoffing at it and doing it the week of the show... I mean, it's unprofessional on his part, but it does make them look like they can't handle talent. It's not good for either party. No, it's not good for either party. And it's like, he takes being a Dragon Gate champion seriously. It's like, what the fuck does that even mean? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, 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 the, the more you think about it, the more of a sore thing it is because it's like he's balking at the chance to be in this company right after they announced their TV deal. And he'd rather stick to you know the rivers and lakes that he's used to right but i don't know if that's an that's aew a, that's thing. enough out of quoting tlc for this <laughs> i'm trying man <laughs> um number six biggie is back so is ziggler what were you more excited about uh i will <laughs> i'll take over on this one yeah uh I, I i i will say that was the best promo i've ever seen ziggler do yeah on smackdown it was it was it was incredible um now, the Biggie stuff was fun. Uh, I do think that the, the you know it's 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 the match I'm most excited about now on Super Showdown, him versus Kofi. Although you know it is still the Super Showdown, and you know it's it's going to be a weird watch if you choose to watch it, uh, or if you don't, because for political reasons, that's also completely understandable. Um, but yeah, I, th- I I do love this version of Ziggler, and I I, I love him. Like uh, this, this old bitter. Like I'm supposed to be your guy, and now I'm not your guy. And who knows if this is a short term thing? Because I, I really don't know what his new WWE contract is, of whether or not he's just like kind of doing the one off things and then disappearing. I mean, it's interesting. I liked his return. I mean, Biggie's return didn't feel like a full return just because he's still injured. Yeah. So I would go with the, the Dolph Ziggler uh, turn to. I mean, return to answer the question. It is interesting and and kind of refreshing. Like they're not following the same formula. Like usually, you know, he beats Owens and then they have like three more matches on pay per view. And it's like, well, the backstage reason for that is apparently Owens is refusing to go to Saudi Arabia. Oh, okay. So they were going to do their original formula. Oh, okay. Yeah, but no, they, they it 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 does. I mean, it does make things more exciting. I mean, you know, it'll probably be Dolph's biggest payday ever. It's like, that's, that's the thing. I, I hate those shows. I will not watch those shows. The one the one plus is that the guys probably get their biggest paychecks of the year, but still, fuck those shows. They're awful. They really aren't great. Um, and I think it's ruined the whole card and mania. Like I'm going to switch numbers to go into number seven. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to put number seven, number eight. But number seven, Shane versus Roman Reigns in Saudi Arabia. Oh. <laughs> And I just love that this uh, this showcase promised to be as good or better than Mania. That's their that's like I what know. they're going with. Well, because they already got your money for it. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. Anything can be good once you paid for the other thing already. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, with that match, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's just Triple H Batista if you like them even less. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I bet you it's a better match than that, but uh, not by much. Roman can work better than all three of them right now. Yeah, but um, yeah, it's it's interesting to to promote it that way, and I mean, logistically, the one thing I would be fascinated to see. If I was going to watch this piece of shit is how they do a 50 man battle royal. <laughs> that that is that is going to be fun to watch. <laughs> Are people just going to be floating on the top? What if Vince swerves everyone and they're all just little people? Ah, I made it work. That would be great. Yeah. They would probably outlaw that in Saudi Arabia for some weird reason, but yeah. I mean, it's it's crazy because like they don't they can't even mention where these shows are anymore, but they were paid to promote that country. John Joweed presents In Your House. <laughs> it's so weird. The whole thing. Whether what are the is it Undertaker and Gold I mean, they literally were like, We will fly Goldberg here for two million dollars just to boo a Jew. We just want to <laughs> boo a Jew. <laughs> Uh, let's, uh, that, that, that transitions perfectly to our number eight, uh, Lars Sullivan (laughs) for Salute's a house party. Is this the best angle to do? And were the Luchas really trying to hurt him? I'll just say that at Dave and Buster's, everybody, even the people that think it's real, were like, that's not right. (laughs) It was, uh, yeah, it... I mean, that's just Vince, like, teabagging us. Just like, ah! <laughs> now, one of the, uh, I, I, don't, I don't think it was, I I'm not sure if it was Sin Cara or Kalisto, which sounds like something Lars Sullivan would say, um, but they they tweeted out that that, that was real. Or was it Grand was it, Metallic? It's it's Kalisto, Grand Metallic, and Lince Dorado? Lince yeah, 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 yeah. But they, they said that, um, I mean, they said that that was, I mean, they, they, they deleted the tweet, but they said that that was real, that they really punched Lars in the head. And that's why he was bleeding. Oh, it was a shoot. That that was a shoot. Wow. The Kalisto. Because, oh, it was Kalisto. Um, uh, Kalisto, you did this. And then, which the tweet's been deleted. Yes, I did. It wasn't his head. It wasn't his headbutt. So, like, apparently, uh, Kalisto, like, just. Yeah, that's a problem on, on all accounts. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's crazy. You've got to trust somebody's body in the ring. Yeah. And you got to. <laughs> You gotta be able to be in the ring with someone who doesn't want to wipe out your entire race. Like, I mean that the whole situation. Like, I mean, in large defense, he just wants them with his own kind. <laughs> I'm just. <laughs> I just look. Do I want to see Lars on television wrestling? Not really. And that was before all this. But do I want to see a WWE Network special of what their version of sensitivity training? <laughs> that is? would be great. <laughs> I think you have, you do the. They're not uh, Mexa pads. They're Mexa cools. You do. I think you do the. You know, remember when uh, Michael Richards came out and like he dropped the end bombs and then he had to like walk with Jesse Jackson everywhere. I think you should do that with Titus O'Neil. Do you remember? Because this is more fascinating than that. Do you remember Michael Richards' apology on Letterman? Yeah, it was crazy. When Jerry's there and Jerry's signed, because it's like you could tell that. The warm-up guy just is, like, doing his job and amping up this crowd. And then they cut back to, you know, this interview. And Michael Richards just goes, I'm just, you know, 
I'm really sorry about the mistakes that I made. And people just start giggling and Jerry goes, stop laughing. <laughs> it's not funny. <laughs> it is a fascinating watch if you want to see somebody. And, and I will say, you, you, like, you look at it and you're like, Michael Richards definitely had a psychotic break because that was a man who was like, apolog- like you could tell he felt horrendous. Like it wasn't just like, yeah, I'm just, you know, it wasn't like a Tommy Loren apology. Yeah, they also didn't put him body slamming Luis Guzman on TV <laughs> <the> next week. <laughs> I'm sure we could find that footage somewhere. <laughs> Luis Guzman's done a lot of shit. <laughs> Luis Guzman's done a lot of shit. Number nine, AJ Styles has signed his last contract with the WWE. Uh, he seems to be excited about it. I'm excited he's ending his career there. Who knows? He may not, but... Like, I'm sure that he'll be paid to go to Saudi Arabia at some point after he retires. Yeah. Yeah, I I think... Maybe he'll fight, like, at the Creationism Museum for his last show. How long was the contract for? Like, five? Five years. And he's, what, 40? 40, 41? It's, it's done. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, that's... He'll have his last match in Romania. What a great career. Great career. He's going to yeah. make money. A guy like that, I don't think he's spending a lot of money. He, you know, like... He could have done more in the WWE earlier, but he kind of did get in at the right time in some ways. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he who knows? Who knows what kind of career he would have had? He could have had very much like a Dolph Ziggler-type career. Yeah. I think. Which is still a good career. Yeah. And maybe cumulatively, they made the same amount of money over the years. Yeah. If you, like, will get, if you will get like all their paydays together. But, uh, yeah, no, that's that's awesome. And, I mean, if he keeps putting out matches like he is with Rollins... Then I think he'll be. He can go, man. I mean, it may be one of these things where you have to, you know, pair him with some like young worker like Ali who can really carry him at some point. But I mean, he can go. I mean, all right, let's go through the double or nothing match card predictions. Kenny Omega versus Chris Jericho. It's got to be Kenny, right? No, no, I, I think Jericho. You think Jericho wins? It's the beginning of the feud in AEW. I think so, you can you can blow it off. In October, maybe. Does it main event? Yeah, I think that it would be foolish. I mean, I don't know how much of their New Japan history uh, they want to acknowledge, but if this feels fresh for AEW, uh, Jericho's the biggest heel that they have, and Omega's like the most beloved face, I'd say you prolong it a little bit. Do you see... Um, this is a separate question. Do you see any appearances from either CM Punk or Johnny Moxley at this event? I don't I don't see any from CM Punk. I just, you know, when you think of the boxing and, and, and the difficulties there, and I mean I think he's I will say the punk would have way less of a problem jobbing. Yeah. Than Pac. Yeah, I don't Moxley seems a little more likely. Um but if if I was gonna say if you do see Moxley I think it would be in the um, Cody Dustin match because that seems more of like the you know throw everything at the wall kind of match. This yeah. w- I think this will because they keep talking about AEW as this athletic competition. It's you know more serious kind of thing. I think this will be a great back and forth match, but I do think Jericho takes it in the end. Well, I'm gonna go with Omega, but uh, either way, it's gonna be a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, and we'll be there in Vegas this Saturday yeah. night. Excited. The Triple H Triple A World Tag Team Championship. <laughs> the Young Bucks, who are the champions, versus the Lucha Bros. I guess the Lucha Bros got to win because it's the Triple A World Tag Team Championship, right? That I don't know. I I, I could see I could see the Bucks. The Young Bucks are already the champs. 
Yeah. That's why I, I see them jobbing to the Lucha Bros and, and Omega winning. I feel like that that's, that's yeah. the way to go. Maybe. Uh, Cody Rhodes versus Dustin Rhodes. This is a weird one because I think Cody's going to put Dustin over. But I think that just because it's like, like I'm running this promotion, I'm going to show everybody that I can get pinned. Um, but I also think like Cody as a character is so much hotter than Dustin. You've got to you got to have him win. This I it's mean, very bizarre. They're advertising this as his like final match, right? Mm-hmm. I I see this being Dustin losing. I I feel like that's what it should be. Yeah, if it's not continuing anything, like why would you job your your biggest guy when your other guy's leaving? I think, but I think, do I think this will be the best? wrestled match on a technical level no i think this is going to be the main, like this is the main reason i want to see AEW. well i want to see i want to what i want to see is i want to see the sean flair match from 24 you know like i want yeah. to i want to see I, I want to see a story i don't care about you know the work rate whatever i want to see a story in this match yeah, but but i'm sorry dad loved me more <laughs> yeah 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 um socal uncensored versus uh sema t-hawk and l wonderman i'll i'll be uh, i'll i'll say right off the the bat that i really only know so socal uncensored and i actually think that that's the reason that they're going to win uh because if you're going to build up a new tag team threat um and you know like build a guy that people still like people know socal from that uh, but this is gonna they're still introducing an audience to a new tag team. So I, and, and SoCal uncensored apparently sells a lot of merch. I mean, I, I always see people in those shirts whenever I go to the Indies, I got to go to all in and they're awesome. Like they're super over. Yeah. Yeah. I could see them getting pushed hard. Yeah. Uh, best friends versus Angelico and Jack Evans. Neither of us really know who. The, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I know who the best friends are. Um, yeah, I, 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 I guess, you know, I guess, the best friends win, pick up a win. Yeah. Uh, Doctor Britt Baker versus Kylie Ray versus Dyla Rose. Uh, Britt Baker seems to be who they're pushing. Yeah, with the whole fucking dentist, you know, backstory and best dentist gimmick of all time in wrestling. Doctor Britt Baker. I would say the best, definitely better than Isaac Yankum. Yeah. <laughs> uh, God, these are a bunch of names I'm gonna fucking butcher. And this is, you know, but this is a good point. Like, I'm a big wrestling fan, but I'm still being introduced to all these people. So, Aja Kong versus oh, she's uh, a legend. Aja Kong. Well, I know Aja Kong, but Yuki uh, Sakazaki and Emi Sakura versus Hakiro Shida, Riho, and Ryo. Mizunami. This is Dan ordering at any sushi restaurant. <laughs> I was pretty impressed with yeah. how well I did. Yeah. Better on a scale of one to Jim Ross. <laughs> on a scale of one to, yeah, I definitely did better than Jim Ross. Yeah. Who, one of my jokes uh, for a roast that we will not be doing, me and Mike were both slated to do the Rick, roast Ric Flair. I'm glad that Rick is feeling better. I uh, hope the health continues. But one of the jokes that I was going to do is that Jim Ross went from being a great commentator to sounding like Whitney Houston uh, floating face down in a bathtub. Oh, uh, and I won't be able to do that. So I will be doing... Hey, I will say this. I'm going to do some of my roast jokes at Ron Funch's show tonight because it's coming out here. So if you're in Vegas, I will be doing some of those roast jokes. Not the ones on Rick, but I'll be doing the ones, I guess, on Dave Meltzer. <laughs> the ones on the people there that will walk by and hopefully hear them. <laughs> uh, yeah, Ricky I mean, Morton, and this one's for you. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely will be doing some of those jokes. So... There's one reason to go to the show tomorrow night. Ron Funches and Friends. Uh, yeah. Sammy Guevara versus Kip Sabin. The buy-in. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I don't know <laughs> what either. 
Casino Battle Royale, that could be anybody. And I think the pre-show match, uh, Brian Pillman's son is going up against somebody. He's supposed to be really good. Yeah, he's awesome. Um, I will say that I I got to go to All In, and uh, I think I already said that, so I did not seem like braggy asshole. But um, the Battle Royale. I mean, it's, it's a real bare minimum for braggy asshole yeah, yeah, yeah. if it's All In. Yeah, I already we already bragged about Dave and Buster's. You know, <laughs> tens of dollars, tens, tens of, of dollars, dollars. <laughs> <laughs> millions of tokens. Millions. What's weird is all the people that were there. It's weird when they go to work there the next day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think. I Although think, actually, like the wait staff was surprisingly attractive for a Dave and Buster's. I was, I was, I was actually shocked. Oh yeah, they acted like it was beneath them the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely was. more Buster than Dave <laughs> in, in, in in that room. Uh, yeah. in terms of the fans there. But uh, no, the Battle Royale was one of the best booked Battle Royales I'd ever seen. It, it was, was a fun so one. So fun and, and well done. I mean, the thing about All In, and I feel like this show too, is that the variety and the, and the of the rules are different. It's, it's kind of cool Battle Royale rules. Yeah. The, the, the variety of the wrestling, it's like, you know, Mania uh, and, and WWE has a specific style and everything has to be kick-out finishers and main event style. The fact that people wrestle differently and there's different rules within the matches and wrestling logic is one of the main things I'm really excited about. I am too. And I think that All In did a really good job of showcasing uh, the different aspects of indie wrestling Yeah, uh, in a way that the uh, New Japan Ring of Honor show at MSG did not. It was like two different shows. Yeah. Like it was New Japan had put on an incredible show and then Ring of Honor booked Enzo and Cass. <laughs> You know, that was, as a surprise, yeah, that was the big God. How fucking, dude, how, to ru to ruin this event, the f lights are dark. Uh, with Omega and Jericho, they're like they both hit their finishers. Somebody's going through a pin. Lights are dark. They they fucking the lights go back on and it's Enzo <laughs> rapping with Cass in the background. Oh god! And, and like an NWO gimmick, people would fucking boo. That would be it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a stampede of neck fat. Yeah. Um, well, that's our episode. Yeah. Uh, first off, uh, rest in peace, uh, Ashley Mazzaro. And apparently there are uh, a lot of uh, the, the women who worked with her are, has started to go fund me for her daughter online. So uh, she had a young daughter who's like eight, 18. So if you want to contribute to that, um, that would be awesome. Um, and Mike and I will both be at – Double or Nothing this weekend. Uh, we're both going to be on Ron Funch's comedy show. Mike, you're also doing Ron's podcast, right? I'm doing uh, the the show with him and X-Pac on X Friday. Okay, awesome. So yeah. you're going to be at the show with him and X-Pac on Friday. I'm going to be um, involved at the uh, uh, Dustin Rhodes panel. I think I'm helping. I don't know what I'm doing exactly, but I'm doing something there. And then me and Scott Chaplin is usually uh, co-hosting. We'll uh, be at one of the merch tables. I'm going to have shirts. That will either be five dollars or free, depending on how things go. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and uh, we're going to be talking to people, and you know, feel free to please say hi all Friday. We're going to be there Saturday. I may spend some time with my lady, uh, but it should be a real fun uh, weekend of wrestling. Um, obviously, you know, not being able to do the flare rust is a disappointment, but we're we're glad he's on the mend. And yeah, and it'll be just a fun weekend watching wrestling with friends and. You know, for all the, the the cynicism about wrestling at times, like I am really excited for this show and for right. this weekend. And I'm excited to hang out. Yeah, and and in a weird way too, it's like, you know, now the pressure of having to do well is completely off. Yeah, 
You know? So make sure you see us tomorrow night on Ron's <laughs> show. <laughs> where we will really be fun again. Are you going to do some roast? You should do some roast jokes tomorrow night. I'll do some roast jokes. No, let's, let's both do a couple. You're gonna, Mike is like the roast master. He's going to be taking uh, Jeff Ross's hat once Jeff Ross dies uh, and put it on his head. Uh, it's a tiny hat, so it fits no one. Um, but uh, you got to see you got to see this guy uh, work, and he he's written some great jokes. I've already heard some, yeah. uh, and uh, and I'll and I'll be I'll be spitting a few myself, and uh, we'll uh, we'll be hanging out afterwards. I, I, maybe Pat Patterson will be singing karaoke again. Yeah, if you uh, listen to the something to wrestle with. Um, Bruce Pritchard roast. You did not get to the part that we were on. <laughs> uh, so please listen to our jokes here. Man, anyone who did make it has sent me really nice stuff. <laughs> I've gotten like four really nice compliments. They're like, you killed. I'm like, you're one of four people who got to well, the yeah, end of it. I was it. like, I'm so fat, I couldn't turn the podcast <laughs> off. <laughs> I was like, thanks, Jim. Oh, my God. Hey, uh, side note, how, oh, this buffet is going to be... Can you imagine <laughs> this buffet at Caesar's Palace? Like... <laughs> Because I know I'm definitely going with Sarah. I have a feeling you and me are going to go after the Ron show. We're going to need a bigger gravy boat. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is going to be – that is going to be crazy. Because uh, especially because, like, well, you and me – show tonight. You and me in Vegas, Thursday night. We're not we're not looking to get laid. We're not. Neither of us drink or do drugs. No. So you know we're heading to that buffet. <laughs> we're, we're dropping $60 each on that buffet. I, I will say that I, I've been to Vegas once, and I to, to impress my wife, I was like, let's do the buffet fast pass, because there's like a regular line, and then you spend like an extra 20 bucks, and you get to the front of the line, and it's like, oh, I just rushed diarrhea. Like, <laughs> I was like, this does not seem impressive at all. We were, me and Sarah, we're going to pictures of buffets all night. That's the only way we can I'm make excited. love. I'm um, excited. <laughs> please subscribe to the podcast, rate and review. Um, thank you guys for listening. Bye. Thank you.